Welcome to the Speaking Words of Life for Educators podcast, where we shine a bright light on your incredible call of carrying the kingdom of God into your classroom, school, and community. It's here that you'll be transformed by the truth of your identity and activated to live the full life Jesus paid for. I'm your host, Jessica Glover, and I warmly welcome you to get ready to be encouraged, strengthened, and activated today in your position in the world of education. I am so glad you're here. I am so excited to introduce to you Janine Mason. She's coming to us from Pennsylvania, and she has put together a group of authors to create a book called Kingdom Tools for Teaching, Heavenly Strategies for Real Classrooms. And I actually came across this book because my husband was listening to a different podcast (laughs) and he purchased it for me, knowing I have a heart for teachers stepping into their kingdom identity. And, um, Janine, I read this book over Christmas break and I love it. And I just wanted to welcome you on today because I'm so excited for you as the, the collaborating author to come on and share a little bit more about your book today. Well, thanks for having me, Jessica. I'm excited to be here. My heart too is for teachers to step into just knowing who they are because then they can take authority in their classrooms and uh, the kingdom can show up when that happens. So I'm excited to be able to share a little bit about it and hopefully just ignite people's ideas that they would step into more of seeing the kingdom come in their classrooms. So thanks for having me. Yes, welcome. So I wanted to hear, we've talked a little bit before, but you are actually not an educator. So I'd love to hear like, how, how did you get this call to put together the book and who, who did you bring in to do this? I want to hear about the project part. Perfect. Well, so I was, uh, we were based at Bethel church and I got an opportunity to do a, and we also have written a book called dream culture, helping people step into their dreams. And so I got an invitation from Bethel Christian school, which is a K through eighth grade and to come and do dreaming with them. And so we had all the kids all in the sanctuary and they're all separated so they couldn't kind of, you know, annoy each other. And (laughs) I just wanted to talk to them about, hey, Bethel Christian School is amazing, but what does God want to do? Like what's God's dream for Bethel Mm. Christian School? What's in your heart? And so I think maybe 350 kids or so uh, spent time listening to the Lord and then recording what he wanted to say and so powerful it was amazing and so everybody from kindergartners through to the eighth graders and we had also done it with the staff and what was amazing for me was to see that God's dream came out in a myriad of different ways but there was some really big themes and one of those themes was God wanted to change education change the way we do things yeah uh, I felt like wow there and I honestly the kids went back into their classrooms and I lay on the floor of the sanctuary and wept because I felt like God said you know will you be one that helps Mm. ignite people into the sense of that the kingdom can come and and change can come to them to the whole sphere of education if his people will stand up and begin to hear his strategy I believe you know educators or the the people at the top of the whole education realm yeah they're seeing that when kids are coming from broken families they're coming in we're facing new things, aren't we, as teachers? Yes. Facing things that they've never had to face before. Kids throwing chairs across the, the room. And I've heard stories of kids, you know, hiding under desks and growling and, and behaving like animals. 
I don't know that we saw a lot of that in previous generations. And so we are desperate for answers. So I just said yes and said, I don't know what I can do, but I say yes. And so that started really a partnership with Bethel Christian School. And I would go in and just encourage the teachers and I would watch that what they were doing. And then I'd suggest other things that the Lord kind of dropped into my heart. And so the book really came out of um, looking for those ones that were uh, really innovating with Holy Spirit, really partnering with him, doing things, and they wanted to get involved. And so we would meet and just chat about, hey, what's God doing and what's possible? And the book came out of that. We just then gathered stories. And um, so it was people. I wasn't on the coalface of, of that, but I got to experiment in a few classrooms with those friends, but also, you know, just watching what they were doing. And that's how the book was birthed. That's powerful. I love that whole, like, here I am, Lord, send me. And and he's like, yes. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, the awkwardness of um, I'm the least educated in education. I have a degree in physiology and anatomy. Okay. But I don't, wow. I have no, you know, no training in, in education. But I think the beauty of that is that I don't know enough to be ignorant to say, no, that can't work. You know, many yeah. times when I was talking with teachers, they're like, you know, I've got 30 years of experience and God's saying this, but I don't, I think it won't work because I've tried some of that before. Yeah. And I was ignorant and, and totally dependent on the Lord because I didn't have any experience. So when I went in and met with educators, I was having to do what I was asking in a sense them to do, which yeah. is be totally dependent on the Lord kind of, give away your expertise of the things that you know that work best like mm -hmm. you know the tools and the education are great to a certain extent but they only take you so far and what's possible when you say I'm at the end of my rope Lord yeah you know give me strategies help me to work with this kid that nobody else can get through to and yeah. so my own ignorance allowed me to have a dependence on the Lord and then to in a sense give that away to the people I was working with which yeah it's awkward training educators when you're not an educator, but that's the position we need to be in, isn't it? Of just being dependent on the Lord. I, I really like that because I'm meeting with a group right now of women who are teaching in public and private. And I've actually have homeschool mom as well. And one of the biggest things is letting go of expertise. Right. And I feel like in education, we can actually get in the rat race of, I know it all, right? I have the answers, but like we know inside we don't. And so there's this piece of like, oh, I'm teetering on, I don't know what to do, but like, if I fully trust the Holy spirit, then is it going to work right. when he's calling us to like lean back into him? And I, I like that he calls us and then he equips us. Like, he's like, Janine, will you listen to me? And I think that's the call for teachers too, is it's like, will you let go of what you know? And will you lean into me? Because I've got a better way. I've got a higher way. Right. <laughs> and we've been trained education so many things that um the when you're trained in education so many of the foundations of what you're trained in are not kingdom some of them are yes some yeah. of them are, are the opposite of kingdom and so it's getting you know a higher level of kind of intensely looking in and saying well this perhaps could be done a different way that's a, more in line with the kingdom and yeah having to let go of but this kind of works <laughs> Okay, yeah. it works, but what's possible if you got upgraded mm -hmm. into what the kingdom ideal of that is? So, yeah. you know, classroom management and lesson planning and all sorts of things 
don't throw out your tools, mm-hmm. but reassess and sit with the Holy Spirit and ask, hey, what do you think about this? And could we, how can you upgrade it? Because yeah. I believe he wants to live at a level that we've not known before. All of us, yeah. and everyone, not just teachers, but certainly including teachers. Yeah. And Janine, one of the things we talk about on this podcast is staying connected. I'm a connected teacher. I'm connected to Holy Spirit. He speaks to me. He gives me downloads throughout the day. And so I love that whole, like, what's the upgrade you have for me in this area? And knowing that we don't have to freak out and everything gets thrown out the window. Cause sometimes when we get frustrated, that is what we feel like has to happen. I get a clean slate, but then what do I do? And I'm, what am I going to do tomorrow? <laughs> Cause I, cause I might have those kids that are throwing desks or hiding underneath them and growling. Like, what do I do? And so, yeah, I just want to encourage teachers listening. That is just, it could be a simple switch and it, that's the upgrade. And so just the encouragement. Absolutely. And it's pausing. Like I know that, you know, as a teacher, you can't stop for 30 minutes and just, you know, the classroom is still there. The kids are still there. You don't right. have a long time, but you can pause and just say, Lord, in this moment, what is it in this moment? That kid over there, I tried every everything I know to teach him that, you know, that English concept and he's not getting it. Yeah. But what is it? And then just pause and wait. And that idea that drops into your head is probably Holy Spirit just giving you a unique thing. And so trusting that and going with that. So it doesn't have to, I think, I think part of the the barrier is people think it has to take a long time and I don't have time. I'm so busy. Don't you know how busy I am as a teacher? Ah, yeah, but pause. Mm-hmm. He can talk really quick. He can drop something in you, in your mind, in your heart, in just a moment that can change everything. Yeah. And so the, the art of pause, I have a, a teacher friend uh, who she would just push reset like mm. this would be, you know, not going in the classroom and she'd actually train her kids to do the same thing. Like, okay, things are getting a little, how does it feel in here in the classroom? And this, she's a kindergarten teacher, teacher. And so they'd say, oh, it doesn't feel good. Uh, okay. Shall we just pause mm. and just reset and, and intentionally just like, okay, it was chaotic. We push pause. We invite Holy Spirit. We invite the presence of God. And then just start again. Now, if you're in a, a public school, you can't maybe invite Holy Spirit, but you can invite peace. Mm-hmm. So you can stop and say, hey, let's just become aware of peace. Mm-hmm. And invite peace to come into the room. That's and good. We know you're inviting the Prince of Peace. The mm-hmm. kids don't know. They just know it feels a lot better in here now that we did that. Yeah. And I, like I like that. Inviting the kids to do it with you. Because I haven't really thought about that with public school. How do you, cause I invite the Holy spirit to go when, when I come in sub, I'm inviting the Holy spirit into the classroom. I go around and pray over the desk, but remembering that you can have the kids invite peace Absolutely. And, yeah, to come. Okay. And I've actually have a, a testimony where somebody did that in a public school. It was a chaotic classroom to the point that teachers on either side, I think they gave her all the difficult kids. And so teachers <laughs> on the side knew that was just loud and, you know, it was out of control and the principal knew and he would walk down and you know hear it and so she started doing that so they would go out to recess when they came back in she would put worship music on worship music without words mm-hmm. and she would ask them to put their heads down on the desk and they would just pause and we're going to invite peace and it so dramatically changed the classroom and the atmosphere that everyone noticed and the principal came to her and said what are you doing differently? Because it used to be total chaos in your classroom. And now when I walk past this, it's quiet and it's peaceful and it's orderly. 
So wow. it, works. it works and and you can definitely do it in a public school because nobody minds asking Pete to come yeah. into that. It doesn't matter if you've got kids from other religions, from other persuasions. Actually, kids like it because kids don't like to be operating in chaos. They actually yeah. learn better, as everybody knows. They learn better. They function better. It feels better when there is peace in the room rather than chaos and all the all the stuff going on. So so true. Yeah, they appreciate that too. <laughs> There's actually restful in here. <laughs> and my mind is settled and I'm not frantic. Yeah, that's so good. First off, I just want to thank you. I love how you organized the book because I just love how there it's topic. And then there's a summary and what's the mindset. And you can even use those as declarations and then making it real. So just for listeners, and maybe if you're watching on YouTube, just knowing that it's very applicable because you've got teachers telling basically their testimony. And then Janine summarizes it and gives like, when, when I talking about mindset, I'm partnering with the Holy Spirit to bring truth to my students. I believe that God can bring truth into my classroom and set students free. So it's actually helping us as teachers adjust any misconceptions or reminders to us. If we're believing something wrong about our kids or about ourselves, that we are the change agent in the classroom, that because we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the opportunity and the authority to shift the atmosphere and to be an agent of healing (laughs) to our kids. So I just, I love that. And then you tell stories about how can we make it real? Like, what does it look like? And so I just, I wanted to give you feedback that even as I was reading this, I was like, I love this because teachers can just pick it up and say, oh, I'm having this issue and even skim through your, your contents and go, oh, I think that that might work for me. Right. Yeah. And so I just, wanted to say thank you for the organization. I mean, everything we do, we want it to be um, a springboard as well. So this is, yes, you know, as much as we've tried to make it that you can do that, and we, we encourage people to do that, what we encourage more is that this ignites even different things because, it, again, we don't want to give you a, a template because your classroom is different than the ones we were operating out mm-hmm. of, different kids. And, and that changes, like, it could change every semester, can't it? Like, oh, yeah. And then suddenly those all those kids are, you know, the fifth and sixth graders, they suddenly change and developmentally they're a different place. So what you used mm-hmm. last semester isn't working anymore. And so really it's a, here's some possibilities. Yes. And what can you do to change it up and to use it and to use it not as a, I have to do this, but Holy Spirit, this is what they did and it worked so you know, how can I adapt? How can I adapt it? What do you want to do in my mm-hmm. classroom? And, you know, we're, we invited peace, that teacher who in public school invited peace, but maybe, maybe your classroom is full of kids who are just really sad and they need joy. And so let's just invite joy into the classroom. So, yeah. you know, I encourage you to, yes, yes, get hold of the book and read the chapters, grab it and use it as a resource, but also use it as a God, this is just a tiny taste of what's possible. Yeah. Tiny taste. And I bet that every teacher, if they sat down and, and I sat with them and interviewed them and said, or I watched them in the classroom, because sometimes it's so what you're doing is so entwined that you don't even know you're doing it. And so some of these chapters came from me saying, hey, I've watched you do this. Do you realize that not everybody does it? But I could sit with many, many teachers and say, I could sit with you, Jessica, and say, tell me about how you do this. Mm-hmm. And what I hear is an idea that the Lord dropped into your spirit. 
And I'd be like, wow, how amazing is that, that God would want to meet you in that way. Meet you as the teacher mm -hmm. and meet the students and give them what they they need through you. Yeah. So just to encourage you, you're already doing a bunch of teachers. You're already doing this. You're already That's part right. of the Holy Spirit. You just aren't there. So those little ideas, I, I encourage you to pause and just become aware of even the little ideas, the little things where oh, I just figured out how to do that, how to get over that hump. Probably, maybe you figured out some yourself and probably Holy Spirit helped you to come up with some really great ideas that you hadn't thought of before. And then yeah. that will spur you on to going, oh, if he gave me those ideas, what other ideas does he want to give me? Yes, so encouraging. And I think it's like remembering the same things we do with a new curriculum book. How's this going to work for my kids? This is like, how can this work for me? in right. my school. And, and how do I hear God's voice? Cause I hear God's voice probably different than you do, Janine. And right. we hear differently. And then we also carry, we were at a different facet sometimes of God's heart even. And so it's so fun that we can take this, like you said, as a springboard and be able to move from there. It's really good. I hope you've enjoyed this part one of a three-part series in an interview with Janine Mason, author of tools for your kingdom classroom. Please be sure to join us next week as Janine continues to unpack what it looks like to partner with Friend Holy Spirit in your classroom. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends in education so they too can be strengthened and encouraged in living their kingdom identity out loud in this pivotal hour. And please subscribe to be the first to hear about my newest resources, in-person and online events, and received my inspiring bi-monthly newsletter by subscribing to speakingwordsoflife.com forward slash podcast. And be sure to find me on the socials at Speaking Words of Life number four educators. That's Speaking Words of Life for educators. Until next time, don't forget that you're a carrier of God's goodness and what you're doing every day in your classroom is changing lives.